How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <clears throat> the human torch was denied a bank loan. You hear me? Andre! Look at me! Oh! Oh no! Oh no! They're coming in through the back door! Oh no! Oh no! Grab the children! Save the children! <clears throat> and with that, we'll roll the open. <laughs> From the F3 Nation podcast studio. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the COT Podcast. Connecting the packs of F3 Nation through fitness, fellowship, and faith. I'm Sean McKinley, 40 Denali. Package. Trip win, 30. Bogey. Bogey. 46, turnpike. Turnpike. COT Podcast starts right now. Shut up and sit down. And we're back. Okay. Uh, and now we'll Who is this thing. in the chair that I see before me? Oh, my goodness. Can I just tell you that please, I always please. have considered it a, a, a beautiful day when Rapido uh, is around. And here I am looking in those beautiful baby blues. Yes, like, they are here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're more of a green blue, but, you know, who's counting? Uh, so as you all have, might have guessed, or putting two and two together. Uh, first of all, welcome back to the Circle of Trust podcast with your host, Rapito. And sitting and in this week, Rapito. And Rapito. <laughs> sitting in this week for our fearless leader, uh, production extraordinaire, and all things uh, comms for F3 Nation, Hello Kitty is on a hiatus this week. And so yes. I have the distinct honor of sharing the podcast screen of the. Is this the Roadmaster 3000 or whatever you guys call it? It is. It is the Roadcaster. <laughs> the Roadcaster uh, Pro, it is. None other than the president of F3 Nation, Frank Dark Helmet Schwartz. How are you, brother? I'm well. Well, here, hang on. There you go. Little. All right, little, little uh, cheering for you. Um, oh. I'm well. I'm well. I, uh, life is good. Uh, everything happening in the Helmet household is on the up and up. Okay. Uh, and I trust the same is is the same with you and Mama Pito. Mama Pito and yeah. the three little Pitos are all doing well. Busy, busy time of the year. Extracurriculars are in full swing. Mm. We're getting close to summertime. You know all of those things. But I want to talk. You know, we got a lot to get through today. We're going to try to you know forge our way through it. You'll see uh, just how much Kitty is responsible for, as I mentioned earlier. But uh, <laughs> you, have, you, my friend, have. Uh, you know, it's funny. We've kind of swapped places. I'm now in sunny Florida. You are back in hey, that's right. uh, New Jerusalem. In, in the New Jerusalem, our, yeah. In the New Jerusalem, as our, our buddy Greg would say. Uh, but you've got a nice glow about you. There was a lot of good content this weekend. You're fresh off of Sandlot Jacks. And uh, I know we want to get a good rundown on that and talk all things F3 involvement down there. I think we had a good, considerable, considerable size of uh, F3 guys participating throughout the weekend. I know there was some very specific. We did beatdowns that uh 
you know, Slaughter was leading. You were obviously there. There was like a ruck reunion. I'd love to hear all about. So yeah, so well, about that's, the weekend, that's a man. good point. So obviously, this is the time when when normally you guys would do announcements, and this is so one announcement is that for all of the buildup that we did over the last however many months it's been, right? Sandlot Jacks has finally happened. Yeah. Um, and I know there were a number of guys who might have been a little skeptical, not quite sure, you know, like. Mm. Eh, is it really worth it? You know, is this real thing, is this thing really going to happen? Is it really going to happen in a big way and all that kind of stuff? So the first thing I will tell you is, holy moly, it was amazing. It is honestly probably one of the best run festivals I've ever been to. Um, they just really, really did it right. And there was so much to do. There were so many things available to us. So to give you kind of the high level, yeah. um, so Slaughter and I uh, drove down with uh, the nation's very own Italian job and uh, the nation's doctor, uh, Bones, who we'll hear from in just a little bit. Uh, he so looked like he was were, born to just live on a beach. My gosh. Like, <laughs> it's almost like nauseating how attractive he is. Like, you know, he, he's the color funny, of that the table time. behind you. He, he, he's a fine mahogany. He does. He has kind of a, a semi-Mediterranean-ish kind of uh, look to him. Um, but he, you know, went down with those four guys, the four of us, and it was, I mean, obviously hilarious fun on the way down, on the way back. But we went down together. Slaughter and I led a workout on Saturday morning. Um, we hung out with guys a little bit uh, when we got there on Friday night and went and kind of saw some keynote speakers and stuff um, from the festival. The speakers were amazing all weekend long. I mean, this was it was really, really, really top shelf. Um, so we hung out with some guys Friday night on Saturday morning. Uh, Slaughter and I got up, led uh, a workout. There were just just shy. I can't remember exactly the number. It was just shy of 60 guys, maybe 57 guys, something like that that showed up. One of which, ironically, found us that day or like the day before on the sandlot app so really yeah the sandlot app is is designed right. to kind of identify workouts that are uh available to people outside and and that are free uh, i mean i guess there's probably some paid ones in there too but generally speaking free workouts that anybody could join right right and so the the jacks guys i guess just decided because that's not their normal ao you know they decided to stick it on the sandlot app and somebody sure enough showed up we named that guy world war three because uh, his name was like his name was like uh, Walter Wilson the Third or something. They were like, "Well, oh, okay. I don't know how we not name you that now, right?" <laughs> I was going to say, does he have some sort of tie to the Ukraine? No, the Federation <laughs> or the nuclear no. industry, right? No, he's uh, not a bot. He was not any uh, of those. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So we named him that. He's a, a he owns a CrossFit gym where he lives in Atlanta, and I mean, he was a super fit dude. He kind of made us all look a little bad, but. Um, but uh, regardless, so that that's how the morning started. Uh, Slaughter took the, the the first half of the workout. I I tied it up, and then we spent the day kind of you know guys from all over the country. Um, there was a, a, a guy named Cart Girl came down from Chattanooga. Um, Angus, who's the you know the, the Southeast Sector Q, uh, you know he was there. Um, you know there were guys. There were a number of guys that came from Charlotte. Obviously, a ton of uh, Jacks guys. I think probably. Um, out of that 60, I, not, not everybody participated in the festival. They all came to the workout, but not everybody participated in the festival. There was a good showing. You know, there were a lot of black shirts running around. I love it. Um, you yeah, know, I saw a yeah. picture of you and uh, Finger Licking Good and Winnebago. And yeah. so like some F3 guys who are also some Goruck royalty type well, yeah. uh, hombres. And that's one of the things that was happening all weekend as well was they had the first ever Goruck games. And the Goruck games, I mean, it was everything from run a mile, with an 80 pound sandbag and your ruck, uh, oh, you know, you. for time, 
Yeah. Like go. Right. And these guys were hustling it. So yeah. Uh, Joe Baker, finger looking good. And, uh, Mark Gunther, Winnebago, those are the guys they won team assessment, um, this past year, I think it was this past year, uh, or maybe it was a year before yeah, time has no meaning anymore. Repeat, you know, no, um, flat circle, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what is the sound of one hand clapping? Um, <laughs> time Air. is a flat circle <laughs> oh but uh so those guys were there they were invited to participate uh because of their their standing in the go Ruck community to go and participate in the games um mm-hmm. the guy i mean and so they had everything from running the uh the savage race had a big obstacle course there with something like 17 18 different obstacles over uh, a little quarter mile track and we we watched a little bit of those guys participate in that um, we ourselves ran what they called the nasty, mm-hmm. uh, the nasty. Yeah, the nasty was you go through the savage race obstacle course. Um, you ran 800, uh, meters with your ruck on as fast as you possibly could. You I'm sure your think, knees love that. You know, it's funny. Uh, they didn't, um, but the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then you did what they called Frank the, creaking down the path and right? hear it from here. Yeah, you can actually. It's funny when I walk, you can hear a click um, uh, in my right knee. It's like, um, but uh, okay. the Rogue Fitness Challenge, which was a um, uh, you rode this uh, exercise bike, and you had to try and get to 100 kilocalories, right? So you got to burn 100 calories on the bike as fast as you can, but every minute on the minute, you had to jump off the bike and throw a sandbag over your shoulder three times. So it's a 70 pound sandbag and you're hopping off the bike and you're throwing, throw, throw, throw you got to get back on the bike and try and ride. I mean, it was, uh, bada bing called it the day ruiner and he was not joking. It was awful. Sounds you miserable. That, it was did miserable. I see, did I see like sandbag kettlebells? Are those for sale? Are they going to sell those things? I saw some I be- like tossing of those overhead backwards and I'm like, yep. what are those? Cause yeah, that those was part great. of the games. They did with. have them on display. I believe they were prototypes. Uh, yeah. And my understanding, limited as it may be, is that everything that was there has was either made as a prototype and probably won't make it anywhere or is going to be offered. And I think those kettlebells may be on the... And you know, here's the other thing that I would say to all the packs is... <clears throat> If you make enough noise, they probably will build it. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they looked like it was a brick bag and yep. some other stuff I saw in yeah. that picture. Um, yeah, a brick bag and uh, and and various weights of the sandbag kettlebells, and they were they were uh, uh, very sturdy. It was good looking mm-hmm. stuff. There was cool so idea. much merchandise. Like if you, oh, you're one yeah. of these guys who loves go ruck gear, you would have been in heaven. Italian <laughs> job, get this, Rapido. Italian job went down there. They they had ruck plates for sale. These things oh, normally retail mm-hmm. on the, the GoRuck website for like 110 bucks. Yeah. And he bought 30 pounds weight. I'm, I shouldn't even probably tell you this. He bought them <laughs> for $39. What? I know. That's, it's like they're giving it away. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. almost the market rate. You can go get steel cut, but it's hard to fit it in the right. GoRuck pouch. The new exactly. Anyway. I mean, it was, these are the stamped in the whole bit. Anyway, so, so much good stuff to do. So we ran the nasty, we did the stuff. We, we had this reunion ruck that uh, Kedry Danny uh, F3 Linus put together. So guys that had participated in grow ruck 001, which was in Jacksonville, uh, went on this ruck. It was about a, about just a little over three mile ruck, uh, stopping into a couple of, uh, libation, uh, establishments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, and that was, uh, that was a great time. I mean, the fellowship, the whole weekend was absolutely through the roof. The fitness was through the roof, the education, uh, in terms of the speakers and stuff. I mean, Tim Kennedy came and spoke. He's did you, uh, did you roll with him? Did you can do a little grapple. <laughs> I love myself. The answer is no, <laughs> I, you know, but he did do some guys, demonstration. Yeah. It's such a, it's such another level with those guys who constantly yeah. train every day and they, yeah. they optimally take care of their body. I, I heard a podcast one time, a guy who rolls with Jocko talking about oh, rolling gosh. with Jocko is like wrestling a sweaty piece of mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to keep the mahogany theme going throughout That's this right. show. But we had, oh, you know, we had goodness. Saigon Sam on last week to talk about the lead in, you know, the week lead in yeah. and lot. So I know those yeah. guys, all of the F3 Jacksonville packs were, were pretty fired up and getting ready to host you guys and others from around the nation. So they were, I think it it's huge. awesome through and through. I was going to say, did they mention it's going to be like an annual thing or they did mention that as a matter of fact, really? it was a, yeah, they've already announced the 2023 dates and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, uh, I wanted, you know, naturally I I'm friends with Jason and I wanted to make a big showing and I kind of wanted to be a big deal because I wanted to, you know, you want to impress your buddies, right. And that kind of thing. Yeah. And I wanted F3 to show out, you know, in force and we, we did an okay job. I think it was fine. Mm-hmm. And, but I will tell you, and I'm not like, if it, if it sucked, I'll be honest, I would tell you it sucked. If I said, eh, you know, it was, it was good, but maybe don't come next year. You know, like, eh, it's fine. Whatever. It wasn't that great. I am telling you, it's already on my calendar. Yeah. It's already on my calendar. Like it was that good. And I can only imagine how much better it would be if we had, you know, 500 guys there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it was just, it was absolutely, um, it, it was one of the best weekends. It was just so much fun. And I uh, might just have totally to hard great. commit for next year. Cause like you said, it came through the interwebs that it was really well put together and really yeah. well run and executed. Yeah. And so for you to be on the ground and experience that too, like you said, from the speakers to the obstacle course, to the events, to then yep. peak F3, uh, all three Fs probably on display all weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. Sounds like a whale of a time. It like really that. was. It was, I mean, it, I, I can honestly say it was one of the more fun weekends. And, and so, you know, being here with the XQ of Growruck for the nation and I being theoretically some sort of uh, influence uh, in your life uh, in terms of F3, uh, I am going to say maybe don't have a Growruck in April next year because everybody should be going to this. Like it is. That's a fantastic. I'm going to write that down. That's a fantastic yeah. uh, uh, thing to put into the calendar development process. The CDP, uh, huh. as we're as we're deconflicting <laughs> various events and regions and um, yeah. in other corners of the world about where we want to try to do one of these um, and get the GTE to the packs. That's a great idea. Yeah, because I'll tell you, I mean, we are going to have a much more significant presence, uh, not just from packs on the ground, but in other ways as well uh, at next year's festival. And I'm excited to announce some of those kinds of things as they develop. Well, um, I hope you come back on this show and talk about. Well. Y- you heard it first, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, Sandlot Jacks was the Perfect. bomb. It was absolutely it. fantastic. So that was last weekend, uh, but this weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue us over to uh, we got something going on this weekend too, don't we? There, Grow Ruck King. Yes, we do, sir. Uh, number two on the list or the calendar this year, uh, Grow Ruck training event GTE 27. Number they can take in Nashville, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville regions all around uh, that part of that great state and then others from around the, the Midwest central part of the, the country, all converging themselves around a, another 
outstanding GTE weekend. The cadre um, coming there on the ground, as well as a couple other cadres in training, going to get um, mm-hmm. their feet wet and immersed into Both into that and uh, figuratively. <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> uh, we got trainers lined up coming in to execute rally and King Builder and Grow School the first three phases of the weekend, and so port crews are ready, uh, coupons are ready. Uh, the yeah. packs are ready. So it's going to be a, a whole lot of invigorating, as I like to say, there in the, the greater Nashville area coming this weekend. And then yeah. in just a couple of short weeks after that, Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas yes. GTE 28, uh, we'll be doing the same thing. So, And I'm excited about that. I'm going to Arkansas. I didn't think that I could justify to my wife being gone two weekends in a row playing with my friends. So <laughs> so, so, so I skipped Tennessee, but, but I will make Arkansas. Yeah. It's tough, man. I really want to like position myself one day to think that I could go to a whole lot more GTEs around the country. Cause I like meeting guys. I love the weekends. Yeah. I like the shared suffering, but with you know three kids under nine, I was saying you got some girl. little ones too. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking ones. mine out of the house right now. You know, and they, you know. I know we're at, a, we're on different uh, parts of that flat circle. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm in Orlando this week. I'm going to go see funny car and some of the guys in Hampton roads next week for work. That's and I'm awesome. probably going to be in DC again the following week. Like things are, Things are moving quickly with the mammon at the moment. So it's a busy yeah. time. Well, you uh, should post. COVID, post uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. The COVID fall is a lot of people are calling it is really, I was like, the COVID yeah. fall is happening. So all these people with all these budgets of not doing events for the last three, two and a half, two years is now everybody's got to do something. So yeah. No, I, I've seen anyway. a similar, similar thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you, if when you go to DC, make sure you post with DC because the guy who won team is, or not team, but uh, won assessment, he, he completed assessment. Uh, go ruck assessment, uh, Chad, that big yeah. monster of a man. Um, he was there, met him. He's, he, he's been out now to an F3 workout. His F3 name is sensei. And he works out with those guys. Uh, up in, uh, up in I, so I, I, so I saw a picture of him in, uh, Cadre major pain. He's also, uh, do we call him mid Atlantic sector Q? What's his official sector? Q title? Uh, no, I think that's shuddy. He's, uh, Northeast, I think. Northeast. He's the northeast okay. sector. Yeah, like, so he takes yeah. on like the. But anyway, yeah, I saw a picture yeah. of him weeks ago. They were at a, what was jujitsu box or <laughs> I don't know what they were doing, uh, or maybe it was a rolling with like, a, a piece of <laughs> mahogany <laughs> or a hickory. Or uh, like that's awesome. Sense, sensei, that's sensei. a pretty cool name. Yeah, I didn't, right. I didn't, uh, I didn't bother to ask him. You know the the you know, how he got there, uh, whatever, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, no, he's, I, it was the first time I met him obviously, uh, but I mean, super, super nice guy. Couldn't be a nicer man. Um, yeah. And, uh, everything so, I've, yeah. I've read about him and watched him go through that process and finish by himself. Yeah. Uh, a monster. You yeah. You can tell he's, yeah. he's one of those. Uh, yeah. so that's awesome. I'm glad he's now one of us. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of some of this stuff is, you know, being out in these places where it's super public, we're just, we're, you know, it's, it's an EH machine, right? right? People see it, they start asking questions, they start wanting to know, well, what is this all about? You know, and, and then pretty soon guys are, are flooding in and, and that's, that's sort of the reason we go to these things and do these things. So, yeah, and, if, and if any of our listeners here have not gone back to hear your conversation with Jason, this was probably what, three months ago, maybe four At months ago. At least a ago? couple. Yeah. Yeah. Two, um, where, you know, you sort of teed up, F3's participation in Sandlot yeah. Jacks mm-hmm. and the the F3 map into uh, their app, but you spent the bulk of that conversation talking about shared values and shared visions and yeah. community building and a whole lot more than just product merch and 
you know, what we're doing here. Right. So this, there's, it's a good conversation for guys to sort of understand a little bit of like the McCarthy ethos and how that overlaps with, I think a lot of F3 um, and how, how our organizations really should be working in, in parallel and tandem and a force for the greater good uh, to our communities and shared communities. Yeah, totally agree. Point people back to that. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's one of the things too, that I think guys kind of, and Jason sometimes or Goruck sometimes gets kind of a little bit of a reputation of like, ah, they're just about the gear. They just want to sell crap to us. You know, it's overpriced. It's this, it's that, it's whatever. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, look, Jason has a right to make money as <laughs> just like anybody else, right? As a, as a, a, very as a, good fellow, as a yeah. fellow capitalist, I appreciate what he does. Right. I mean, it's a thing, but I can tell you, and, and I'm saying this with absolute sincerity, um, unless something changes, which I suppose is possible. He's a man on a mission. He's not on a mission to sell you bags either. He's on a mission for people to be outdoors. He's on a mission for people to, through fitness, to build community because he knows that that's the only way that he, that, you know, he's fighting goo just like we are. Right. You know, I mean, he has the same ideals of wanting to do that. And that's exactly what he's trying to do in you know, a slightly different way. Right. But the, and that was something that was like, like you're in this place. And I know we're going back to Sandlot, even though we kind of moved on to GTE, but just to, to pop back just for a quick second, but you're in this place and there's, you know, hundreds and and maybe thousands of people, you know, around and people just are leaving their stuff everywhere, you know, and without a second thought, because that community would never, would never, you know, would steal from each other. Just it it wouldn't even make sense to them. They just can't sort of, yeah. In the thread of Sandlot and, and that, and did you come across, did you chat with, um, I think Michael Easter was there, wasn't he? The author of Comfort Crisis. Did you see him? Did your paths cross? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was on the, the podcast a little before Jason was, mm-hmm. and, and um, yeah, we hung out actually for for quite a while. Um, yeah, highly recommend reading uh, Comfort Crisis for any of the listeners that's not read that, and that really folds into you know the GTE talk and doing the hard thing and getting outside of your comfort yeah. zone. Everything's absolutely handed for you in 2022. Go go earn something. Go do the hard thing. And I'll say this, you know, since you're right on that topic, I mean, it's obvious that you're a professional segwayer. Um, I have because, a good coach who's uh, <laughs> taking a nap right now, probably. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, along that exact vein, though, uh, of making things harder and doing the harder things and doing things that are tougher, um, we got a little piece of audio from the Nantan call that was on Friday. Slaughter and I took that uh, from the backseat of Italian Tom's truck. <laughs> no, I was on and, both of those calls. And I oh, was... That's right, that's- uh, uh, <laughs> I was fired up after, uh, after both of us. I'm excited yeah. to play this clip right here. Everybody and, and, uh, needs to hear it. I think you're right. And so this is, and, and we'll debrief it just for briefly after we play, but um, this is kind of uh, this was sort of the message that slaughter had for the Nantans. And I think it's worth hearing uh, on a, on a, you know, PAX level as well. Um, but it's kind of the state, if you will, of the first half. So uh, slaughter, we'll toss it to you in the past. In the spirit of connection, I want to talk about a specific type of connection that um, I think that as a nation we can improve upon. It uh, cross-pollinates with the uh, cue point candor. Uh, I've been to 11 different regions so far this year, uh, which is fantastic. I love seeing guys, meeting guys, hearing the story about how F3 changed people's lives. Uh, we've all heard them. We've all experienced them. But I do see one commonality that, that makes me a little bit sad, and I think we need to do something about it. Every single time I go somewhere, I see guys quitting, shortcutting, 
on the first F. I call my infamous slaughter starters, which is 20 burpees in a row, and less than half the guys ever do 20. Most guys don't even do 10. We're doing flutter kicks, and guys are putting their legs down after 10 kicks. We'll do some merkins and then stay in the plank and, and go over to a, a plank jack. Guys are hitting their knees. I think we're getting soft as a nation. And in the spirit of the disclaimer, do what you can. Modify as necessary. We won't leave you behind. That's all true, I think, but we cannot let people quit on themselves. It gets a little bit hard and people stop. Being in a plank for two minutes, that's tough. Doing 20 burpees, that's tough. But people are quitting at the first sign of trouble, at the first sign of pain and discomfort. This should be like an Aerosmith concert in 1977. When we open up registration for Grow Ruck, there should be a flipping line of people to register. People aren't going to Grow Rucks because they know they're hard. So as brothers in the gloom, as the leaders all around this country and around this world, I think we need to do something to start holding men more accountable to do more. What's happening is people are showing up and they're checking that box. I got up early. I went to an F3 workout. That is my definition of acceleration today. You never see people doing Merkins to failure anymore. You never see guys doing burpees to failure. Um, you know, people are kind of drifting back towards the end of the line when we're moseying somewhere. And I think that this first step is kind of the gateway drug into everything else in our lives. If we're not out there giving it our absolute all first thing in the morning, then what kind of precedent are we allowing our brothers to set for themselves throughout the day? So. I mean, that's. Uh, that's pretty strong. Yeah, and that's that's just about half of what he said. So I would encourage. Yeah, we can put the link to this in the show notes. Uh, yeah, it's it's out there, um, and it's on the yeah, it's like it's on the nation Slack in a couple of places. It's probably on Twitter and maybe you know Facebooks as well. Um, and I'm sure once now now that that's happened, uh, then it's going to be everywhere. But and this this started a uh, an internal Carpex. Uh, Slack discussion, Shuddy, but in a, an impassioned message. I know he did on the nation Slack as well, but even on our local Slack machine, he he put a similar message in there, and mm -hmm. I think it got threaded with like fifty-five or sixty guys commenting, like, yeah. "Yes, absolutely," shaking in agreement. I needed this kick in the in the rear end. I needed. I needed sort of to get out of my own way. You don't, you've talked right. about that a lot too. So it's, yeah. it's I think it's well, timely. I think it's well said. I'm glad he said it. No, I, I don't disagree. And this is one of those things that a disruptor does. And Slaughter is a leader. He's a disruptor. That And so it's funny because what I was going to say too is like the um, the guys in, in, in here in, in the Fort Mill area also had a very spirited discussion, you know, about it and, uh, you know, and what that is and, and that kind of thing. And it is kind of a little bit, uh, it's not polarizing, but it is, it is bringing up some different opinions and different thoughts, right? You've got some guys who are like, heck yeah, give it, you know, all the way, let's go, you know, uh, you know, charge through the wall. And then you got some guys who are going like, wait a minute, wait a minute, if you make it too hard, then what about me? You know, what about the guys that we will end up accidentally leaving behind or whatever? And I think, you know, don't misunderstand what Slaughter's saying. He's not saying every workout should be, you know, absolutely just face melting black diamond, you know, horrible, uh, high intensity workout that just murders everybody. 
And, and if we're not doing that, that somehow we're soft. That's not, I don't think that's what he's saying. He's saying what he's watching is guys hear what is called, let's say it's 20 burpees, and they think to themselves, that's too many burpees. I, I don't think I can do that. And so after three burpees or so, they're kind of, you know, side-eyeing to say, hmm, anybody else close to 20? And when they get to like four or five, they're like, okay, everybody else is kind of done, so I'm going to pretend I'm done, you know? And they're just not pushing themselves. And I think that's really what, what I took from it, what I, and knowing Slaughter well enough to know, he certainly doesn't think we should be leaving people behind. In fact, he's probably more dedicated to that than I am um, in terms of yeah. leaving people. I don't want to leave anybody behind either, but you know, he, he really, really, I mean, Slaughter calls probably two dozen people a day um, checking on him and stuff like that. I mean, the guy is absolutely dedicated to it, but he doesn't want us. And I agree with him. He doesn't want us quitting on ourselves. He doesn't want us giving halfway there because it means we're going to give halfway elsewhere. Yeah, I would posit that leave no man behind and leave no man where you found him is also a personal call to yourself. Don't leave yourself yeah. where you started. Don't leave yourself behind because you are cutting those corners or, you know, you're at a GTE welcome party and you're doing flutter kicks and the rucks over your head and you can't seem to feel your lower half of your body and your arms are burning tired right. and the cadre turns a corner and looks away. You stop doing flutter kicks. Shouldn't right? be doing those for the man next to you. Right. You um, encourage that, it, dude. When you, when you cut corners yourself, um, you're really only hurting yourself. And by hurting yeah. yourself, you're going to hurt the guys around you. And we're trying to accelerate. All and of and you don't want to be the guy. And I don't mean yes, for the guys around you, but, but also for you, brother, like you don't want to be the guy that is just kind of the halfway guy. You're the aw shucks guy. You can't be that guy. You got, be you got bigger and better things to do in your life than, than to do them halfway. Speaking of an arrow, Aerosmith on 77, man, those would have been right. long lines. Right. <laughs> and I don't disagree. I mean, that's the thing is we, guys don't necessarily realize the value of doing that incredibly hard thing of subjecting themselves to a grow rock because it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know how many, kind how, of many uh, how many logs have you gone under GTE? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe a dozen, you know, yeah. 10, something like that. And after, after all of those going in, you know, exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah. And you, you still push yourself through it. You still suffer through it. There are times where you don't want to do it, even though you know what's next, or you know how hard it's about to be, or, you know, mm -hmm. sort of what's on the horizon and you still continue to push yourself through it because two things, one, you continue to learn more about yourself and what you're capable of under sure. high stress and limited visibility. Mm -hmm. And then it's a euphoric feeling to complete something like that. Some type of an event like that, some type of a challenge like that, not only for yourself, but with the guys that are uh, around you. So yeah, well, you know, signed up for a GTA. And I look at it too, you know, even having done a number of them, you know, some guys go, okay, I've done it one and done, check the box. I don't have to do it again. You know, it's kind of like Slaughter was saying, like, I checked the box in the morning and okay, good. I got up early and I, I, you know, walked around a little bit and now I'm fine. You know, I did my duty. Yeah. I'm still practicing. <laughs> you know, these are reps for me. You know, I don't stop doing Merkins just because I did a perfect Merkin once, you know, like that's, exactly. that's not how it works, right? These are reps just because I even kind of know what's coming and I know a little bit of what to expect and that sort of thing. I still have to go through it over and over and over again to push myself. Now it's not maybe the same push as it was the very first time, right? But it's, mm -hmm. it's reps. I've got to get the reps in. I need to know. And the other thing is, is, you know, this time I only carried 60 pounds and maybe next time I go, let's see how far I can take that 120. Let's just see what happens. You know, how, how much can I really do here? 
You know, what can I really do partially to test myself, but also to say, what burden can I lighten for the guy next to me? What, you know, some of these guys are going to be absolutely just distraught, you know, and they, some guys come apart at two and three in the morning. I mean, they do, they just kind of go nuts and they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. I just, this is too hard. I hate it. And I need to be there because I've done a bunch of them. And I can look at that guy and go, Hey, I get where you're coming from, but check this out. We're going to be okay. We're going to make it. Well, guess who gets uh, this, screwed? Oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, and in the spirit of training our bodies hard and going, uh, going after it and getting after it, recovery is also an important thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, look <laughs> at this guy. He's on like some kind of mission of, of segue greatness. No, I'm we actually just have... trying to keep, keep us moving because I'm going to probably get kicked out of this little conference room I'm in. And I know. I'm about to get kicked out of here, out. too. So uh, why, don't we, why don't we go to a little uh, advice about recovery, and then we, uh, we listen to uh, the Bones uh, segment. Let's do it. Hello, COT Podcast. It's another great day for wellness. This is Bones with a health tip for the PAX of F3 Nation. Okay, PAX. This tip has been floating around in my head for several years. In fact, when I first learned about it, I was super excited about trying it. The only problem, there wasn't any opportunity for me to try it out. So last week, when Rapido suggested I look into float tanks, it piqued my interest in revisiting this health-promoting habit. As it turns out, there are several local facilities that offer this unique service. Like many other fascinating and revolutionary ideas, float tanks were pioneered by an academic asking a question. In 1954, John C. Lilly began experimenting with the mind's response to sensory deprivation. There was a debate about what would happen if the brain, the center of consciousness, was deprived of all sensory information. Lilly wanted to find out. He built a large flotation chamber, which he filled with water. With the use of a diving suit, the face mask painted black to block out all light, he submerged his study participants into the flotation chamber. His results showed that participants came out of the chamber and reported feelings of intense relaxation and calm, with some even reporting epiphanies of personal discovery and self-realization. Over the next several decades, Lilly recruited the help of others and redesigned the tank to be more appealing to the general public by allowing floating versus submerging and adding the secret ingredient, salt. Now, this isn't your average table salt. Instead, Epsom salt is used, which is much more skin-friendly salt that has long been recognized for its health benefits. This salt water, filled nearly to the point of saturation, about a thousand pounds, creates an extremely buoyant environment, making the act of floating entirely automatic, essentially counteracting the sense of gravity and letting the body relax more than ever before. Today, float tanks focus on creating a soundproof, lightproof, ultra-buoyant environment where people can enter and experience a complete blackout of their external senses. The benefits of float tanks are numerous and include increased blood circulation, increased healing abilities, pain management, increased creativity, and stress reduction. Float facilities are gaining popularity throughout the U.S. and can be found in most major cities. 
The average session time is approximately one hour and costs between $60 to $80. I have located several in the Charlotte region and plan on making my first visit in the next couple of weeks. So Pax, if you want to try something extremely unique, I suggest you check out a float tank facility near you. It may not only provide some great rest and relaxation, but possibly help you discover that next great idea. Kitty and Rapido, I definitely encourage you boys to check out a float tank and let us know all about it. Keep up the good work, men. This has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness. Gotta go. Now, look, I don't know if that's my exact uh, method of recovery, but it kind of sounds nice. I mean, it doesn't sound it does. bad. And I'm just happy to go with ask and you shall receive because I asked specifically for uh for that and super appreciative of bones to do a deeper dive or a deeper float maybe is a better term uh, there i don't I know. like i like what you did there but i'm gonna go check it out there's a place uh not far from where i live that uh is doing this like i mentioned a couple shows ago so yeah get after it i'll well, report and, back to and, you uh, and i can't experience. say for sure uh kitty i can't say for sure uh whether or not they'll allow you to uh, float in olive oil but you may try you may try <laughs> <laughs> maybe avocado <laughs> Maybe avocado. <laughs> no canola, though. We know that for sure. No, canola is definitely out. not. No, definitely not. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, my friend, we've been rambling for a while. Yes. And it's at my this fault. point in the show where, uh, no, this is a sign of the times, um, where I bring in a quote worth repeating. And if you've been following me on Twitter this week while I'm on travel, I've been doing travel tips worth repeating. Uh, so I did notice your. Team Unpack. Unpack. I noticed that one. I saw that. Team Unpack and uh, Hotel Coffee was the travel tip yeah. number two oh, this morning. Awesome. Love it. Um, but for this week's quote, um, it's funny, I already mentioned part of this phrase in an earlier conversation and uh, didn't mean to. But as we've been talking about propelling ourselves forward and acknowledging you know, our shortcomings and doing the hard thing and, and being okay with getting outside of our comfort zone and pushing ourselves this week's quote um, helps put a lot of that thing, a lot of that into perspective. So quote, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. <laughs> if you could kick the person in the pants who's most responsible for your trouble. Then you wouldn't sit for a month. Exactly. And Mel DeMarcos. No, Plus. no. Uh, Eddie Roosevelt. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> basically the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, essentially. Oh man. So you know, looking inward on a lot of things, I think I think more of us do that, or more of us should do that than we do. And uh, those guardrails should be in place through a shield lock. If you don't have one of those, they'll help you yep. out there. Yep. Um, so. It was good for uh, for you to join us this week, my friend. I really it was my it. it was it was awesome. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll leave everyone with this, and that is, Nation. If another man hasn't told you this today, I love you. Kitty loves you. Let's get after it. Rapido loves you. Rapido loves you. <laughs> Nailed. <laughs> period. It. Period. We out. This has been the COT Podcast, connecting the packs of F3 Nation to something bigger than themselves. Please rate and review the show and share it with your F3 brothers, friends, family, and sad clowns who might need a little F3 in their lives. Follow all things F3 on Twitter at F3Nation 
and follow our show at F3COT Podcast. I'm Brian Jodas, 40, Hello Kitty. And I'm Jamie Roseborough, 38, Repito. And this has been the COT Podcast.